Well, hello from a rather splendid Orlando, Florida. I am Josh Elledge, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com. And this is the Savings Angel Show. I've lined up two special guests today, and I'm very excited to introduce them to you. As a money-saving advocate, consumer expert, syndicated newspaper columnist, and TV and radio personality, I love finding young, enthusiastic people who are out there doing good in the world of business and finance. So on today's show, I'll have with me Amanda Abella, an expert in personal finance for millennials. Amanda helps people make better financial decisions through her coaching and classes. Her book, Make Money Your Honey, is an Amazon bestseller. I'll also chat with Eva Baker of TeensGotSense.com and TheTeenPreneur.com. A teen herself, Eva specializes in helping other teens understand finances, make smart financial decisions while they are young, and start a teen-owned business. She has a conference coming up in June by teens for teens that already have businesses or dream of starting their own business. Now, in addition to the valuable insights of my special guests that they will offer on this show 150, I want to briefly chat about the freedom of budgets. Yeah, stick with me if you just scoffed at the idea of budgets being freeing. I'm going to make you a convert yet. And I want to mention an inexpensive new way you can manage investing and wealth. And finally... How am I doing on my weight loss journey to better health? I'm at the 11-week mark, so stay tuned to find out. We've got a jam-packed show with valuable financial advice, so let's get saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. Let's go. To get you warmed up to the truth that having a great handle on your finances offers you more freedom than just winging it, Let's start with the freedom of budgets. So when you think about a budget, do you have a visceral reaction? Many people do. They cringe. They frown. They tighten up inside. Why is that? Because starting and keeping a budget has about the same appeal for a lot of people as going to jail for life. Budget jail, that is. Held captive by your finances. You can't do anything fun. You can't eat anything but ramen noodles and drink nothing but water. How's that for good grammar? Day in, day out, week after week, month after month with no hope of parole. You want to be free? Then understand this simple but extremely powerful truth. Budget jail doesn't exist. That's right. It's all in your head. You created budget jail, and you put yourself there. How? Well, you set up a budget based on someone else's life. Yep, I guarantee that's what you did. That's why it didn't work. You see, a proper personalized budget is actually one of the most freeing financial things you can do. It never controls you. You control it. The freedom a budget gives comes from this. Setting it up for how you really live life, including your goals and priorities right now. Honesty is key. When you're not honest while you design your budget, it will fail every time. It's like setting up a diet where you're only going to eat 500 calories a day. Not realistic. 
So how do you set up a personalized budget that will free you? Well, I'm going to explain this in five simple steps. So grab your pen, grab your note-taking app, or just go check out savingsangel.com. And in our free blog, I've got my notes, my article that I'm basing this podcast segment on. Here we go. Number one, create a budget where every dollar has a job. Now, this is also known as zero-based budgeting. And those jobs are ones that make sense in your real life right now. And I'll talk about this in just a second, but obviously one solution that is perfect for this is, and again, there are a lot of tools out there. My favorite one, just because it's based on zero-based or every dollar has a job budgeting, is YNAB, Y-N-A-B. You can go to savingsangel.com and we've got lots of information about different budgeting apps and solutions that you can use and why I will only use YNAB. Everything else just, it, it honestly, just doesn't make sense to me anymore now that I am a devotee of zero-based budgeting or the every dollar has a job method. And YNAB is the best solution for helping you assign those jobs rather than just doing a post-mortem. Number two, when creating your budget, avoid the mindset that you quote-unquote have to do certain things. For example, it's advisable to set aside 10 to 15% of your income for retirement. But if you can't even meet your bills right now, and every month you're going further and further into debt, the reality is that you can't do that at this point in your life. It's okay. Withhold the judgment. Judgment's not going to do you any good. Let's just work with what we have access to. So, we want to be honest. This is number three about how you spend your money and create a budget that reflects that. Don't lie to yourself. Don't input what you wish amounts were for your spending. If you spend $500 a month on groceries, you spend $500 a month on groceries. Don't try and budget only $400 until you can cut your grocery bill down. And uh, look, I'd be happy to help you with that at savingsangel.com. The truth is, you're going to spend $500, right? Pretending you won't just because you want it to be so only sets your budget up to fail. And it's frustrating. It's going to take, it's like getting socked in the gut every month and it's not fun. And you're going to hate budgeting. If this is what you do to yourself, don't do it. Give yourself cushions. And even if you're able to pay down, you know, if you're not able to pay down $200 of debt every month, but you can only end up paying $50 to $80 a month. But at least it's something you can stick with. Please do that first. And then, you know what? In a month or two, maybe you could look at adjusting a little bit. Number four, don't kid yourself that by simply making a budget, it will automatically change your habits. That's not going to happen. For example, after looking at your numbers, you might declare that you're never going to go out to eat again or go shopping or maintain a hobby. Really? In an effort to follow your budget, you just put yourself in budget jail and you're going to be miserable for about a week. Then you abandon your budget and you go out, you shop or enjoy your hobby anyway, and you thumb your nose at this concept of a budget, you walk away from it and you never do it. So don't do that. Just be realistic. And finally, number five, 
Use a budgeting tool that works, one that's portable and is not just a record of the mistakes you made last month. A successful budget has to be proactive. It has to be interactive. Personally, I started using YNAB, which is you need a budget this year, and it is the first I've ever used that follows this superior method of budgeting. They advocate the correct way of budgeting, which is making and maintaining a plan both ahead of time and in real time. The availability of their integrated system provides us, along with the necessary mobile platforms, again, you need to have this with you, that allow you to make decisions on the fly and have a budget that is truly freeing. So as your budget gets into place, hopefully you'll find extra money you didn't know was falling through the cracks. Instead of continuing to let those dollars just disappear because they didn't have jobs, let me encourage you to do one of two things. Either put them on outstanding debt, or if it makes financial sense in your personal situation, invest them. Now, our friends at SoFi.com can help you know what's right for you. They're launching an amazing new service for $2 a month. Yeah, that's right. Two bucks a month. This is incredible. It's a wealth management service and it works on no commission. So their financial advice you receive with your low cost account isn't swayed by the advisor earning a commission. There's a lot of debate in this field right now. So if you want to work with a commission-based advisor, that's up to you. Personally, I think this is a, this is what I love doing personally. And a lot of millennials are moving in this direction too, which we're going to talk to Amanda Abella about millennials. Now there's no additional charge for personalized advice and guidance. It's two bucks a month. They curate and create investment accounts for their clients that allow you to invest with personalized assistance. They boast no commissions, the ability to move your money around easily. Oh, gosh, boy, I've made mistakes on that before. And even being able to withdraw money if you need it for free. You could check out what they offer at savingsangel.com forward slash SoFi. That's S-O-F-I. Now, if you should happen to want to engage in any of those services, SoFi and YNAB are each a sponsor of this podcast. So it's a really great win-win. And I say thank you so much for checking them out. I really only partner with companies that I can personally use, recommend, and advise for my audiences. So please check out SoFi, check out YNAB, SoFi, again, savingsangel.com forward slash S-O-F-I, YNAB, you can go to savingsangel.com forward slash Y-N-A-B. Now, each of those are going to give you an offer that you won't find on Google. In the case of SoFi, you get $100 if you should happen to use one of their student loan refinancing offers or credit card refinancing offers. Or in the case of YNAB, you get 34 days absolutely free of their service. Awesome. And Amanda Abella, you are the the millennial money expert. You're also the author of Make Money Your Honey. Welcome to the show. 
Thanks for having me. I'm so psyched to finally be on your podcast. Ah, it's so you and I have been friends for quite some time, and I think it was uh, it was FinCon not this past year, but the year previous, and and so you and I uh, keep bumping into one another. I, I really wanted to chat about money and millennials. And there's some new information, new research that came about, and it's kind of surprising. And I was hoping that you could share that. Yeah. So money, last month in January, money reported on a study by Fidelity that found that millennials are actually outpacing all the other generations when it comes to savings and retirement contributions. How about that? How about them apples? <laughs> yeah, that that seems so surprising because I think the, you know, kind of the common uh, view is that especially, you know, kids who have recently been out of college, they are so not yet saving, right? They they need to get themselves in a lot of financial trouble before they get religion. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so there's a little caveat to this. Their savings rate is still around 5%, which actually is around like the average for Americans. And we should all be saving around 20. Right? <laughs> so there's still a lot of room to grow. But what was interesting about the millennials is they had the highest jump in terms of a savings rate. So they grew their savings rate more than any other generation from one year to the next. That, so what do you think happened over this past year? Oh, I mean, personally, speaking from my own experience, having graduated in 2010 and being one of those millennials who couldn't find a job or I was underemployed, um, I, we finally started making money. <laughs> That's wow. what I think it is personally. So this is really interesting because, again, gosh, and I'm just thinking of myself, you know, after college, I immediately bought a house that I shouldn't have bought. I mean, we ended up uh, accumulating debt that, that we really didn't need to. So this is really great news. So, uh, you know, one way to look at it is you might look at financial superstars like yourself and say, hey, maybe they're listening to Amanda Abella. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Um, well, here's the difference between, you know, when you graduated and when I graduated. When I graduated, I believe the statistic was about 80% of graduates had to move back home because oh they gosh. couldn't find a job. So even if we wanted to buy a house, we couldn't <laughs> because there was literally no work. And I think, at least in my personal experience and also what I've seen from blog readers and speaking to millennials, um, is we came of age, well, we were just talking about this before we started recording, but you know the world of finance has kind of been disrupted in a lot of ways, and we came of age precisely when that was happening. And for me, personally, it was going six months without a job and wow. then being underemployed. And when I was employed, I worked as a recruiter. So I was seeing some people lose their jobs from one week to the next, literally, and then interviewing them. Um, it, it really kind of forces you to start thinking about money and looking at things differently. And what a lot of the studies are showing is that perhaps millennials have learned from the mistakes of previous generations, which is what, you know, got us into the mess to begin with. Wow. You know, it's almost like, uh, you know, your great, great grandparents who grew up in the depression, you know, they just look at money a little yeah. differently. They have compared millennials to to that generation that, that came of age to uh, in the Great Depression. And you also have to realize millennials are graduating with more student loan debt than anyone else ever has, I think, up until this date. 
So, I mean, you're, they're literally being, uh, as soon as they graduate, they're being forced to take a look at their money because six months time, those student loan payments are going to start kicking in, Oof. right? So, and there's, I think uh, last year, I just did an article about this. I think it was $35,000 was the average oh, in student gosh. loan debt for graduates in 2015. That's a lot of money, you know, that's, that's a lot of debt to carry when you literally just graduated from college. It's almost like you're starting behind the eight ball. But millennials, despite this, um, are showing that number one, the other interesting thing besides the fact that they're also, you're, they're have a, a higher savings rate or they're boosting their savings rate in comparison to other generations is that they've also taken on a lot less consumer debt in comparison to other oh, generations. Wow. And one of the reasons that they cite for this, right, is precisely because they're like, well, I have enough de debt to deal with with student loans. Why am I going to go rack up a credit card? That doesn't mean they don't use credit cards. A couple of years ago, that was the case. Like millennials weren't even taking out credit cards. And there was a, a study done by Bankrate that showed like two thirds of millennials never even owned a credit card. That was in 2014. Now I think it's hovering around like 60% of millennials use a credit card, hmm. but their consumer debt is still really low in comparison to, for example, boomers who um, AARP released a study not long ago that said they actually carry most the, the most consumer debt. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I mean, understandably so. So now in terms of what do you see amongst millennials when it comes to homeownership versus renting? I, I've seen this resurgence of, uh, you know, many of our personal finance friends really advocating for, you know, homeownership isn't for everyone. In fact, it's probably not for a lot of people, in fact. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that too. And actually the real estate industry kind of doesn't know what to do because you have millennials who are coming of age to buy a home and they're not really doing it. <laughs> so a lot of people are saying, oh, they're delaying adulthood. Those millennials, those Peter Pan kids, you know, those boomerang kids, they're just delaying adulthood. Look at this milestone they're supposed to be doing. Whereas millennials are seeing it, wait a second, do I even want a house or do I want to spend my money on something else like traveling the world? Wow. Now, so Amanda, your book, Make Money Your Honey, if so, when someone reads that book and they can actually get it, um, I'm looking at it right now, and I don't know if this is going to change, but right now you can get the Kindle version for $4.99. The paperback's $12.99. But someone who reads your book, what will they learn? Well, they're going to learn a lot about um, basically having a better relationship with work and money. And for another trend I've seen among millennials, and perhaps you've seen this as well too, is that there's a lot more entrepreneurship. Uh, there's yeah. a lot more freelancing. There's a lot more gig economy going on. Uh, freelancers, I wouldn't say uh, millennials are leading the charge there, but they're definitely a big part of it. Many of them uh, because they want more flexibility and many of them like me because they wanted to make more money. Um, and some people also like me, both, they want flexibility and the money. Um, so there's a lot of that going on. And I was getting, when I wrote that book, I started the process in 2013. I just quit my job to do this blogging thing full time. I'd been writing about finance for a while, but it was at that moment when I was doing interviews with my blog readers and my audience and coaching clients and all these people basically that I started to realize that entrepreneurship was a vehicle by which millennials were solving a lot of their financial problems and they were very interested in it. And the other thing I realized is precisely because they came of age during kind of a rough economic time, 
there was a lot of fear there in terms of can I actually do this? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? Fine, cool. I've got work now. How do I manage the money so that I don't get myself into a bad situation again? Um, or how do I handle it when there are things that are just completely out of my control, like the recession? So you're going to learn a lot of um, it's a lot of psychology. Actually, um, people pick up the book and they don't realize it. And one of the things that's happened, um, I was actually joking around with the receptionist at my office, and I was like, my book should come with a warning because I can't tell you how many emails I get from people who've read it who are like, I just quit my job. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just quit my job, and I'm going to go do my own thing, and I've got an abundance mindset, and I'm going to make all this money, and everything's going to be awesome. So I'm thinking like, if we do a second or third edition, there's going to be like, the cover should just be a warning label, like, Warning, may make you quit your job. <laughs> well, great. So Amanda, certainly folks can find out about all the great work you're doing at amandaabella.com. And that's A-B-E-E-L-L-A. And where do you like to interact with people on social media? Uh, Periscope's really big for me. Wow, and that's cool. Just my name, Amanda Abella. You can go find me there. If you find me on Twitter, it's the same handle. Um, I've been really big on Instagram, and we're going to be doing some stuff on Pinterest uh, as well. And I also have a Facebook group where I interact with people more one-on-one. -on -one. We have almost 200 members in the Facebook group now for Make Money Your Honey. And if you go to my website, amandaabea.com, and you sign up for the email list, you'll get the link to join the Facebook group. Beautiful. Amanda, thank you so much for spending your time with us. Thanks for having me and letting me talk about millennials and money. <laughs> Take care. And Eva Baker from Teens Got Sense, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Eva, I want to go right into this because what you are doing, I think, is just brilliant. I am excited that you are doing this, and I think that it's just, you know, there's a lot of excitement uh, in, I'd say, amongst uh, those who would love to see more teen entrepreneurs. And so can you kind of share what you're working on and how you came up with this idea of the Teenpreneur Conference? Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to be hosting a conference for teen entrepreneurs um, in June in Jacksonville, Florida. So it's going to be a conference that's going to be for teens who have their own business or who want to start their own business where they can come and get practical tips and advice on how to actually make that happen because running a business is is hard and there's stuff that you've got to learn to make that happen. Um, but furthermore than that, I really want to cultivate a community where teens who are like-minded in this way can come together and learn from one another and help each other out and just build this awesome community where we can have fun and um, really grow together. So give me an example of some of the things that teens and their parents, because parents are welcome, right? Yes, absolutely. And and by the way, I would say that even though this is in Jacksonville, Florida, if you are anywhere in the southwest quadrant of the United States or even beyond, it is absolutely worth driving to this event because that I know of, Eva, and maybe you can correct me, I don't know of any other event like this. The only other thing that I've seen are these ridiculously super expensive 
um, maybe camps that are offered by colleges and so forth. I've never seen what you're doing, and, and, and I'm just really excited about it, and I'm so excited that my audience gets to learn about this. Yes, as far as I know, there ha- there isn't anything quite like what we are doing with the Teenpreneur. And that's exciting for me. Um, as I've been reaching out to teens all across the country who have their own business, um, contacting them personally, asking them to come, um, I've been getting really positive feedback of kids who are excited to join this community. They're saying to me, Eva, like I have this business and I am an entrepreneur and there's no one for me to connect with in my community in my local community. And so they are so excited about coming and being around other like-minded teens. So tell me more about the, maybe the breakouts, the workshops, the keynotes. I I really love to learn what attendees are going to learn at this event. So we are going to have a mix of teen speakers and some kind of more younger millennial speakers that I'm really excited about. So there are going to be classes on things like, you know, how to set up a website, like what 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 you actually need to do to make that happen and how to run a blog and how to run your social media and you know what is a business plan and how should how should you lay yours out and ho- what i'm really hoping is that teens are going to walk away with practical steps and and lists of what they need to do to either start their business or take their business to the next step And then there's also going to be um, sessions for parents to attend on, you know, things like how to support your teen entrepreneur and how to be there for them and all of those things kind of from a parent's perspective that some of the parents of the teen speakers we have are going to be leading those classes. Do you think, Eva, that it's more important today as opposed to maybe years or decades past that teens maybe get a little savvy when it comes to running their own business and why? You know, it's interesting that you asked that because I was talking um, with an older gentleman just a couple days ago and he was telling me about, you know, just all the different things that he did to earn money. And it wasn't because, you know, his family was very poor and they needed the money, but he was just constantly doing everything he could, shining shoes and washing cars and shoveling snow to to earn money. And he even ran his own small like little printing business. And so I really think that young entrepreneurship is not is not an, anything new. Um, I, I do think that it is important in today's world, um, just with how competitive the business market is now, that you start learning these skills as soon as you can. You know, here's my observation, and, and I'd love your feedback on it from your perspective, but it seems to me that someone who is just starting in their career, and let's say they work in technology in some way, And they have the ability to go out and hustle and go out and get their own business. And even if they don't have, you know, some steady W-2 paycheck kind of job, they have the ability to work as a 1099 contractor anytime they please and design their own lifestyle. My opinion is that it gives that person more choices and more options. I completely agree with that. I think that uh, you know, once you work for yourself, you can you can never really go back. And just being able to have that flexibility of controlling, you know, your your job and your career and, and what 
what's, you know, and really being able to uphold your values. Um, I think that's really appealing to a lot of people and I think is becoming more and more popular. Yeah. You know, you take a look at something like uh, Elance, Odesk, or what's now called Upwork um, websites where, you know, independent contractors, I mean, there's, you know, independent contractors all over the world that as a business, you know, I, I've I've done some hiring there. I love hiring. Um, I've hired um, several college students uh, through those sorts of services. And it's just so great. You know, I've hired some programmers from time to time. Um, it's it's just such a great way to get connected so easily as opposed to the old fashioned system. So yeah, it's, um, it's exciting. I think particularly if someone has any interest in working in technology, social media, mm-hmm. um, image, you know, uh, uh, anything creative that's that's digital. I think that there's so much opportunity, video, um, you know, and so it doesn't really matter if, you know, they want to open up. So I guess my question is, it doesn't really matter if they want to open up a cupcake shop, uh, they want to open up, a, they, they want to start a landscaping business, or they want to do something digital, there's going to be something for them to learn at this event then? Yes, of course. Uh, I have a girl um, who's coming and she's going to speak. She started a online company when she was, I think she was like 12, and she makes her own beauty products. Like She makes soaps and body scrubs and lotions, and they're really cutely branded, and she's killing it online, selling these these beauty products, and um, she's going to come and speak. There's another guy I reached out to that he got into um, tapping trees for maple syrup when he was um, a younger kid and he's 18 now and has a maple syrup company is in like 500 grocery stores that's amazing isn't that so cool so it's just it's this crazy wide gamut of anything any kind of business that you can think of is completely welcome at this conference Uh, we want that diversity there so give me all the details on where when how to register and i understand that you have an early bird registration uh period right now that if someone would you know is even thinking of whether or not this would be a good thing for their team to attend, they'd really better jump on it. Give me all that information. And and to the person who's listening to us right now, grab a pen and write this down. And of course, I'll have this in my email if you get my email um, through Savings Angel. and You can find it on our website, but it's much easier if you write this down now. Eva, give it to us. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the conference is going to be June 10th and 11th. Um, here in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's so it's going to be that Friday afternoon and evening, and then all day on Saturday. Um, and and Friday night we're going to have a party. There's going to be a DJ. It's going to be great. Um, and so you can go to the Teenpreneur website and get all of the information about the hotel, and you can register on the website there. And you definitely want to register as soon as possible because our early bird special ends on March 31st. So definitely go buy your tickets now. Okay. So just so, again, the person writing all this down has the website. It's the Teen. And then preneur. So that's P R E N E U R. And make sure you go to the teenpreneur.com. And, and the registration's right there, right on the front page. Don't miss the early registration because the price is going up, right? Yes. 
Cool. Hey, you have, oh my gosh, you have Stephanie O'Connell going and you've got Letitia Styles going too? Yes. I'm so excited that they agreed to come. Oh my gosh. Those guys are, uh, yeah, that is going to be a lot of fun. I, I, you know, we, you and I both know them from our FinCon relationship. But, um, so just so, uh, Eva, so people can know who you are and where you come from, you are a successful entrepreneur in your own right. And can you explain, uh, the work that you've done? Yes. So I run a website called teenscottsense.com and it is a website that's completely devoted to personal finance for teenagers. So I blog about things like how to get a great part-time job, how to go to college debt-free, how to shop smart, how to budget and how to save and how to start your own business. So I've been running this website for the past three years and it's turned into a full-time job for me, which has been kind of crazy, but I, I have loved every minute of it and it's given me the opportunity to put on this conference and I, I could just I, I could not be happier wow. <laughs> with um with what I am doing. Wow. Well Eva, you and I have known each other uh, through the personal finance world for over well, two and a half years now. And uh, it, it just, your work is just very, very impressive. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of parents probably look at the work you're doing and say, oh my gosh, you know, if only I had been that ambitious when I was Eva's age. Uh, but how exciting <laughs> it is um, for this next generation um, to be able to have these resources and have an event like this that, that I think they're going to have a lot of fun and they're going to learn and I think also really importantly, be able to network with a lot of other teens that are really going out there and doing it. Yeah, I really, I, that's really my main goal. I want this to be a place that we can just really all come together and, and help each other out and support one another in what we're doing. Sounds awesome. Well, Eva Baker from theteenpreneur.com and from Teens Got Sense. Eva, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh. So before we close up this program, I just want to share a quick update. Uh, matter of fact, I uh, looked in the mirror when I was at the gym and, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever looked in the mirror and you have a reaction. It's either eh, or it's hey. And, you know, I got to be honest with you. I've been working my guts out on this, not in terms of difficulty in the diet and eating, that part has actually been surprisingly easy. But I have been going to the gym pretty frequently. The weather's been very nice here in Central Florida, so I've been out running from time to time as well. I generally try to get active about three to four times a week. If I don't hit it, I don't judge myself, but I try to log everything that I'm doing. I use a free app called MyFitnessPal, which works out very, very well for my lifestyle. And again, whatever I eat, I just track in the MyFitnessPal app. And as a result, just doing that and again, not judging myself based on what I eat, I generally just that act of logging it helps me to eat 
healthier. So whether or not you join me with Wonderslim, which is the meal replacement program that I supplement with, which I'm telling you, really makes this process a lot easier. I've lost 11.4 pounds so far this year. Um, 163, 166.3 is my goal. I've actually put on muscle. Um, I've been measuring my inches, which I think is far more important than actual pounds. And I've lost four inches off my waist. I've lost two inches off my hips. My clothes fit amazing. Matter of fact, I had to go out and buy four new shirts that were slim fit. I mean, that's crazy. And again, as a formerly obese guy, that's one of those things that I thought that I would never do. But this is kind of what opens up to you when you commit to it. And, you know, while everybody else was throwing in the towel the third week of January, you stuck with it. You, maybe you plateaued for a week or so. Hey, I did too, but you kept with it. And that is how you break through and get to experience what not everybody gets to experience. So in terms of what Wonderslim is, again, just a very simple meal replacement program. It's delicious. It's convenient. It's high in protein. It's healthy. It tastes good, unlike some meal replacement programs. And it works. It's easy. You don't have to measure anything. And I'm seeing positive changes in my body every single week. I don't feel hungry, don't feel deprived. And so why I went with these guys in addition to everything that I just shared with you is they're about the most consumer-friendly company and product line that I've ever come across because they've got a 150% money-back guarantee. Their prices are better, particularly if you use the Savings Angel offer, which is 14 meals absolutely free which is a $25 value. Now, to get that, you won't find that if you Google it. You need to go to savingsangel.com forward slash Wonderslim. Or if you just go to our website and uh, next to any blog article, you'll see my before and after picture on the right-hand side. Just click on that and you'll get the link that way. Again, 14 meals free, $25 value. Anything you buy is 150% money-back guarantee. And I've gotten some really nice notes from other people who have also started on Wonderslim. It's working for them. They're losing weight. Look, I lost over 29 pounds with Wonderslim last year. No other diet has ever been that easy for me. My results are my own. You need to earn your own, right? Look at the calendar. You got about what? Two, three months before summer kicks in, wouldn't it be great to have that fantastic beach body by summer? I believe in you. I believe you could do it. And I want you to join me because having more and more health and having that great body is a part of living abundantly. So I want to thank both Amanda Abella of AmandaAbella.com and also Eva Baker of TeensGotSense.com and the teenpreneur.com once more for joining me today. If you've gotten a lot of help and good advice out of the show, would you be a dear? Could you leave me a review in iTunes? It's Look, you have amazing uh, power at your fingertips right now. And uh, with great power comes great responsibility. If you leave me a review, what's the only, what's really great about this is iTunes 
uses that and they bump me up the rankings a little bit and that exposes me to a bunch of other people and we can further share this message of abundance with more and more and more people. Also, please join me on my Facebook group. Come and say hi. Uh, it's really easy to find. Just go to savingsangel.com in the lower left-hand corner. Just click on the little Facebook icon and you can join our private Facebook group. We've got many hundreds of people that are there waiting to uh, share the love, share the abundance with you. And you're always welcome to give me a jingle. My phone number is 407-205-9250. Leave a message. I'll answer your question, write you back, or with your permission, I might even share your question or story with others on this show. Well, with that, have a fantastic week full of saving more, earning more, and as always, living more abundantly. Awesome!